You know what's better than a tripod? A quad pod. Isn't that just a table? Wrong. It's a quad pod. Talking sports, pop culture, food, and, uh, more sports. Unofficially brought to you by KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine. It's the quad pod with Jeff Woodworth, Mike DeWald, Luke Straub, and Frank Sumrall. Are you guys into ASMR? Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> That's some good ASMR, though. Who isn't? <laughs> I thought I had brain, brain freeze there for a second. What, okay. what is that? It's a mango, a go-go-go, or whatever it is. Oh. It's like mango. You can really taste the mangoes, and it's good, though. I felt tropic. I was like, it's Friday. Let's go. Yeah, can't, you, can't you have, got the Steel City shirt. Can't have pina coladas yet. But, oh, casual of every day, baby. All right, my name is Jeff Woodworth. I'm joined by Mike DeWald. Hello. Frank Summerall. Howdy. And Luke Straub. Yo, yo. Oh, is this this is a 19th episode, so I think the the one after this will stop officially doing introductions because you should know. We've done 19 of these? This is 19. It's incredible. Yeah. What? We're legal. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, hell of a show today. When is it not? Frank, you want to run us down what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, so we're, we're going to need... Um we're gonna need to recap on our sandwich draft. Yes, mm. we, we got some famous quotes yes. that we can read off, and then we'll get a final tally. <laughs> yes. um, we're gonna talk last dance for the first and final time. We're talking last dance after five weeks of it, and then we're gonna look at the COVID situation for each sport and how it'll be solved because it's starting to look more optimistic. And of course, we have a big, uh, not movie but Netflix show debate. Followed by, of course, our lovely friends at Cora asking us random questions cool. that help no one. First up, Thirsty. Frankie, take us away. To Walt. Yes. Tell me about the sandwiches. That was crazy. I have never seen more passionate feedback from people. <laughs> We're in the wrong business. I'm talking about food, food man. Of <laughs> sandwiches. Like, it started just asking like people I knew. It was just like, oh, we did these sandwich things. Which one would you pick? And the responses I got back were, like, the most passionate things you could ever imagine. Like, the ones people hated, people hated. People, uh, Luke hated, I mean, people hated your sandwich, Luke. That's what I was trying to say. Do you have some, what? like, quotes you want to read off? Oh. I, let me, uh, let me bring them up. Let's see what we got Filibuster. here. Filibuster. <laughs> Dude, medium smoothie, 400 calories. I am almost ready for that beach bod that I will never <laughs> Who made that it. smoothie? Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice. Shouts out to the good friends of Jamba, Jamba Juice. Juice. Yeah. Jamba Juice. Sponsored For by all your juicing needs. Yeah. Sponsored by Jamba Juice. Man. I do have to shout out the Facebook guy who just hated all of them. No, was this He's the just... Facebook guy that I knew? Yeah, it is the yeah, Facebook guy. Yeah, my yard duty. Man's a born hater. Born hater. Can't help him. I hate all of them. They're all trying to be fancy. They're... I wouldn't need any of them. These people probably like pineapple on their pizza and raisins and their cookies. How's it? One, How's yes. A... Oatmeal oh. raisin cookies are exactly. slept on. Exactly. How's it? Two. Pineapple on pizza. Most of bad. these acclaimed critics of our sandwiches were saying we weren't being fancy enough. They were. They thought we were That's kind true. of sloppy Joe boys. That's true. <laughs> the sloppy Joe boys. Yeah, they're like, oh, too much meat going on here. New name for the podcast. New name for the podcast. Sloppy Joe boys. Yeah. Too much. While, meat. while we too did, <laughs> uh, while we, Jeff's was the ultimate winner. Oh, what? That's <laughs> bullshit. <We've> got, <laughs> he didn't have any cheese. <laughs> the Thousand Island. Wow. I, 
Yes, sir. That doesn't mean you didn't get your share of criticism. Don't I care. Guess. I was the victim. <laughs> How? How does Woody keep haters, winning at this? Because I'm a great GM. I think that's, if anything, I've just dis- displayed a fantastic more, ability to draft. This hurt more than if I drafted like a sports thing and lost. Exactly. This hurt more. <laughs> this, uh, because I have a better sense. I have a better palate than you is basically what this oh, is saying. I, I An artistful sandwich. I hate a palate. We will say... Uh, who'd the celebrity? Who'd the celebrity pick? We had Serena Morales. Ah, Serena oh, Morales, former former ESPN talent, works for the Rams now. Which sandwich did wow. she pick? She went Luke. Oh, yeah. yeah. She well, you still basic. lost. You still yeah. lost. Well, and uh, that's she was a great gonna... consolation prize. I'll well, take it. This was a weird qualifier, Ooh, wow. though. People would pick sandwiches <laughs> and say, "Like, I take this off of you it." You can't do that. Yeah, people. It's like, it doesn't work yeah. like that. You know, I am yes. not surprised one bit having <laughs> having. Uh, uh, been in a family that owned a deli growing up. You had a picnic that's, sandwich. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, celebrity approved <laughs> picnic sandwich. Celebrity approved picnic sandwich. But yeah, people will, that's what people do with sandwiches. Oh, that looks great, but just none of this. I'm like, oh, well, then it doesn't look great then, does it? But uh, yeah, it's not, that's not that's, the sandwich that's being that's, picked. That's normal. What are you no, shitting for? I have to pick out literally the only comment that spoke, that w- the only non stoner comment that spoke highly of my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm hick- I'm sick of hearing about sourdough right now. But number four is balance. A tip of the hat to classic French, but with an That's adventurous right. twist. I remember that one. Plus the tart apple to even out the creaminess. Yeah, Chef right. Mike. Good lord. What was the one about Kobe Cheese having an identity crisis? Ah, that one. That one hurt my oh, soul. That's no, right. that one was just taking shots at Luke left and right. I, I, I felt that. I felt just that one mercilessly down deep. just <laughs> slashing through his sandwich. No, I was d- like, d- yeah. Get, uh, yeah, let's see. It, it, it has th- a, this person chose three and said Dutch Crunch will ruin my week, so no one won. Two oh. was mostly okay, ruin but Kobe Jack. What is wrong with you, Chris? Cheese <laughs> with an identity crisis. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite line. <laughs> that one, that one hurt down deep, guys. Can't do four <laughs> because mac and cheese is a side unless you're high. What? So number three won. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you have the list? Like what was no. best to worst, or is it I just won. that we just saw that Woody won? Uh, it was a tight race. So yeah. Woody Sandwich came in first. Uh, a tight race for second. I believe Luke came through in second. God, Man, you know, I'll, I'll take that guy. First you know, Luke. I was like, you know, universe, right. Did universe. I beat you? <laughs> oh, bye. I okay. came in a okay. distant, distant okay. fourth. Hey. Unless sometimes, you're a stoner. Sometimes finishing last is important. I mean. <laughs> All, right. All right. I took the bronze. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. My, Mike is number one in Mr. Congeniality because he was like just getting, getting the people going with that one. Provoc- oh. is a provocative sandwich. <laughs> that, was, that was the most fun I've had in months. That, that was, was fun. That I, was our that peak. Was, that was great. That was our Getting peak. Sandwich. From here. That was right. We're, we're looking for that next spike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we get some music? Can we get some round ball rock? Some John Tesh? You know how he, that's how he did it, right? I've heard that story about six times now during the quarantine. John Tesh wrote that song when he was um, overseas, and he just he called his uh, voicemail. And just went, we're going to make a song that goes, dun, 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 and just like came up with it and then was like, came back. Just coming on the boat. Boom. Just took care of it. Genius. <laughs> Nostalgia, baby. All right. uh, so the Jordan documentary, it's officially over. Oh. And I am dead on the inside. Ten hours, five weeks. <sighs> it's like a journey. It was. It felt like it was never going away. Dude, it was just gonna the be destination part of our <laughs> was the journey, bro. Yo, it was man. about going down memory lane. 
You about to have one of Mike's sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need one of Mike's sandwiches here in a second. <laughs> All right. Uh, so take it away, Frank. What, do you, what was you, you were impressed. You're the youngest out of the group, right? So by de facto, what's going you on? would have no recollection of Jordan playing. I'm not saying that you, that the you probably do. But like, what were your recollection I have of Jordan playing was like... Wizards Jordan. Was, and it was even like the final month. Mm. And that's not fair. Wizards Jordan. <laughs> that's not fair. Yeah, right. You know, so I remember... That was, that was him at his best. I remembered... The play, like once the playoffs got to this, that's where a lot of it kind of kicked back. The early stuff, I'll admit, I've had to watch through highlights. But the '98 season is like the first time. That's like where I like kind of fell in love with basketball. And it wasn't just because of Jordan, but it was because of everyone who was out there. But yeah, I mean, what? Oh, yeah. real quick, sorry, Luke. Of course, the yeah. the grandpa of the group, with all due respect, I want to know <laughs> what what the child, with all due respect, had, yes. of the group had to um, say. We're the we're the awkward middle kids, Mike. Well, it was very well <laughs> done. Yeah. Um, it, this was a really tough documentary to make. Because I was comparing it a lot to the OJ doc from before. That's not fair. That one's easy to make because you can you can shit on OJ and get an Oscar. You can't do that with this situation. Um, so I, I understood the difficulty with it. Um, where I thought some of the momentum was lost when they kept going back and forth from the '98 season, it did really hone in on how uh, decrepit that team was at the end mm. and like this hurt because like. You look at the box score, and he missed 19 shots, and he made 14, and he was inefficient, and he wasn't shooting threes and things like that. But then you look at the Herculean performance to bring him over. Um, that blew me away. Dude, and it nobody, really – Nobody touched the ball in the last two and a half minutes yeah. for the Bulls. Or at least nobody took a shot in the game six, and he just won that game. By, obviously not by himself, but down the stretch, it was just like, oh. It's pretty close, though. Like, yeah. as good as that team is, you got two Hall of Famers, you got Hall of Fame head coach, but it was really like the shriveled – like, they, they probably shouldn't have won in 98. Mm-hmm. They definitely would not have won in 99. So I think the, the things ended kind of perfectly. I know he's mad. Yeah. But they weren't beating the Spurs. Luke, I have a question for you. Just one second. DeWald, my question. Do you, are you up to date on Pizzagate? <laughs> did you did you pay attention to the documentary enough to know about? I do Pizzagate? know Pizzagate. Okay, I know so my memes. What are your thoughts on Pizzagate? Do you think that it, that it was in fact food poisoning that he admitted to it, or is this a story that they're all just coping together and he actually was really out and about gallivanting somewhere huh. in Utah? That was the story or I Vegas, knew. Or that he had taken an overnight trip to Vegas, much like Rodman had done, because they were so close. I, I yeah, that's a cover story. You're gonna go. There's to the no pizza. way he ate a full pizza. Well, the thing is, is that they. Well, said, that's what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> You have the pizza I mean, he's instead the of DeWald's he's sandwich. He's the goat, man. You can eat, <laughs> but eat no, because they said that he spat. The, the story is, is that he'd done this before where he spit on food that he didn't want people to have. Like mm. he was given brownies one time when he was a rookie. He didn't want anybody to eat him backstage <laughs> or anything. So he spit on him. So that way nobody would do it. I guess he did it with his pizza because nobody waited for him when they ate. But it's just the story itself, it all makes sense. The pizza story. I mean, how do you poison a pizza? But like the timeline of where he's at and I don't know you know like he could fly fly around he's Michael Jordan at that time he really ruled the world you know and he lived Um, such a life of privacy I think food poisoning is in play but it's not the soprano situation they put in the documentary where five guys show up as goons and then this and then this is a mentor is his trainer is like I got a bad feeling about this it's like that's not how it went there's probably like some meat on there and it didn't, you know, it didn't go well, and it upset his stomach, and then he was sick at three in the morning. Luke, my question, 
Was this, I mean, obviously it was a it was a documentary about the team itself, and Jordan was so much of that team, but do you think that it was an accurate representation of the rest of the team? Never mind what we saw of Jordan, because we saw that about how tough he was on his teammates, but we've heard reports from, like, Horace Grant, who said, no, teammates used to chirp back, people used to challenge Mike, mm-hmm. and once you did, he never, I mean, look at what happened with Steve Kerr when he fought back, he stopped, apparently he stopped getting it from Mike, so... What what are we what are we supposed to take away from the rest of the Bulls? It helps when you hit a game winner. That's true. That's the, true. The rest of the Bulls, I mean, that's hard to say because it was wasn't really about them. It was it was about everybody else, you know. And um, it was about Jordan. It was about Jordan Pippen, the guys they interviewed. Uh, it's it's uh, it's tough to to glean that. I just got a okay. First of all, I got a couple things. Uh, Ninety nine. I don't think it's a given that that the, that the Spurs would have won in that. Uh, I was going to back up a little bit. I was going to get to that in a second because yeah. that was a, that was a strike shortened season, and the Bulls would have had time to rest. Uh, that could have been. They could have got that seventh just to discount. Plus, that was an eight seed Nick team that made it to the finals. I think yeah. for sure the Bulls would have been there, but I do not know if they would have beaten. They would have been there. They would have been there, but the beating of the Timmy Spurs. D I, and the Admiral. Well, 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 well. The thing is, is that you had a very. I don't think that was pre Parker. Also, Kerr. Kerr was on the Spurs, so Kerr would have stayed on the Bulls. You would think, right? So that's one less piece they have. You just have a little maneuvering to go with rosters there. I'm not sure that any of those teams would have been. Would have been the same, which is why it's so just inherently unfair to even make that idea. But like the I, the fact that an eight seeded Knicks team made it to the championship, you could argue yes that I would think that Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, those two themselves, could will themselves to the NBA Finals. But it's not like Scottie was going to hang around for a pay cut. All those guys were going to have also, to take. Also, Scottie fell off a cliff after '98 with that back injury. Well, I mean, in but that's the thing is with Jordan, maybe he'd be able to cover it up a little bit and he'd be able to play decoy for another year. But I don't think it, the juice wouldn't have been worth the squeeze in that <laughs> instance to say, hey, let's all take pay cuts to make sure Scotty stays happy when you're not even going to get a full year out of Scotty like you're saying. And I celebrate Jordan in the 98 finals and a lot of people on crown of one of the best games. But efficiently, it was one of his worst seasons. Yeah. You, you know, know it's, you know, if... if if somebody wants to like completely discount uh, the Bulls' ability to, to win a championship, like go ahead, uh, I'm not going to do that, you know. But it's it's all speculation. But as far as Jeff's question, um, you know what Horace Grant came out with, you know he definitely pushed back a lot. Uh, Scottie Pippen wasn't happy with with how he how he was portrayed. But at the same time, look at this mountain of evidence we have against you, Scottie Pippen. Like, right, <laughs> and he said he'd do the same thing over again. And so then, yeah, exactly. So now explain yourself. Oh, I'm not going to explain myself because I do it all over again. Then sit there and be and, critiqued. Um, you got six chips. Right, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, Jordan had his thumb in the pie. So I mean, that's that. It was slightly skewed that way, and it's uh, judging by what Horace Grant had to say. Perhaps it wasn't 100 percent how things were. I'm I'm kind of split. On Scottie Pippen because everything they showed in the doc is true. He, you know he did sit out it that game winner. Happened, yes. He um he elected not to have the surgery at the start of the year. He had back spasms. What else? What else? there was one other thing too that was kind of with Scottie, but it was just kind of like he had the migraine game. Oh, the migraine game too from from, from you know? years prior. There was always it always seemed so, like there was something with Scottie yeah. Pippen. He's still a great player. But that's I'm not the denying thing. That. They make you feel like that, but there wasn't always something with him during the six. No, championship no, no, run, no. You know. More things with him than there was with Jordan. Let's and when say. he finished third for MVP in 1994 and things like that, I mean, he was a special player, and ESPN ranked him 21st for a reason. So I thought they kind of did him dirty. He's the greatest number. His, he's the greatest number two player ever. Absolutely. Greatest number two um, player ever. But you are, you're all right when he's upset. It's like, well, these things did happen. And to give credit to the documentary, they left some off court stuff go away he had the gun thing he had the gun charge Mm -hmm. and then they just kind of 
Lots they're like, yeah, we don't need to focus on that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. We're yeah. going to focus on the but team. Yeah. I did feel like I, I just I was thinking back at the highlights, especially in the 98 game where you just see him miss free throws, commit a turnover. And I'm thinking back, I'm like, when was like outside of a couple flashy passes that they really show Pippen doing Pippen things? Because they didn't really focus on him just bodying magic in 1991. No, no, no. But you got the you got the famous Ewing dunk in there. You've they got, did. Okay, they, they had did they that. had plenty of him dominating in college. They didn't have the Magic Johnson segment. It wasn't like they did point it out. They pointed out that they switched, yeah. but they didn't really show anything. Mm-hmm. It was just more Jordan um, beating yes. the Lakers in '91. Absolutely. You know that's the, yeah, um, that's the point of it all. Yep. Yep. So I, I see both sides to the Pippen thing. <laughs> well. And then the the fun stuff about Rodman, that was just amazing to learn about Dennis oh, Rodman. Imagine Rodman. having oh, a player like Dennis Rodman around it. I don't think you could because they'd be too involved in social media. Leaving the conference finals to go to the, do some wrestling. That was incredible. Finals. Yes. The, the finals. Fi- the finals. That yeah. Was in, well, yeah, not just the finals. Okay, so ninety eight. this is finals. the same season that they already went and gave him. And I know and I understand that people would be like, well, you know, Phil understood uh, Dennis Rodman. Mike had every right, not that he would have, because Dennis is just as big as him, not if, if a little bit bigger, to swing on Dennis Rodman. We already gave you a 96-hour vacation in the middle of the season, and now, because we don't have a game, you're running off to, I mean, granted, where were they playing? Indiana? So they were, or not Indiana, excuse me. It was um, Utah. Utah. Yeah, it was so the finals, yeah. he ran off to from Utah to Detroit or, so, or Michigan uh, or somewhere like that. So it's not like it was a far, far flight, but still, it's the <laughs> nice. principle of the matter. Man, you left. Like, what um, the hell? Do you think... Clearly, he's the most famous as a bull. I actually His think he best? did that in the conference finals. Are you sure it was, or was it the finals? It was the finals. It was because he hit the okay. game-winning free I, throws. I had to double-check okay. that. As he well. went yeah, to Vegas, yeah. went back to a game, and hit game-winning free throws. Incredible! Like on the same day. Um, <laughs> do you think Phil Jackson's coaching style worked with Rodman? That he got the best out of Rodman by having this longer leash? Because well, I think, I think it, clearly Detroit is the best Rodman, even though the most famous is the one where he won rings. The, the, the three-peat. But. I mean, he was definitely, he was younger. You know, he was more spry, did more. I mean, he had this bond with the coach, and they talked about that in the documentary. I, I think I think that not only did Phil Jackson get the most out of him, I think he's the only one that could have got anything out of him. <laughs> you know, you know, I think that he would have just been very happy just to uh, live his life as Dennis Rodman if he didn't have uh, Phil Jackson in his zen ways. I ain't saying that Phil's the only one that could have coached this team, but Phil, and I mean, this is totally you know captain hindsight and it's easy to look at the six championships and be like phil was the perfect one but find you another coach that is going to constantly find ways to not only motivate but keep jordan on board not go too hard on pippen allow rodman room on the leash and then still be able to connect to 13 other guys on or 12 other guys on the roster and get them to motivate and go play that's tough and I don't care, you know, if it's – I was hearing stories about how he used to take, you know, sociopolitical issues and apply them to basketball, you know, and it always – the young players would always elect to go the aggressive route and just, hey, let's go in gung-ho. But you'd have your wise, salty vets who would sit back and be like, I know what Phil's doing here. He wants us to evaluate, you know, what repercussions are going to happen of what actions. So I think his style worked perfectly, and it complements somebody like a Jordan or a Kobe – who has the drive mm-hmm. to just constantly kill, kill, kill. <laughs> Whereas I think with the difference with LeBron is he goes through moments of oh, kill. No, no, yeah. no, no, no slander with LeBron here. <laughs> I'm not going to be Paul sure, Pierce. Sure. That's absolutely ridiculous what Paul Pierce no, did. No, please, 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 please
LeBron, I think, is more of like elevate. You know, he he's a, he's the tide. He's the rising Magic. tide that'll lift. Exactly. It's unfair to compare LeBron to. I think the comparison should be Kobe to Jordan and Magic to LeBron, or LeBron to Magic, and then that should be it because we don't compare Jordan to to Magic. We used to back in the day, and then they kind of surpassed each other. But each guy's game is re- is reflective of another. Mm-hmm. You can go for the accolades that Jordan has, but your play style is that of Magic Johnson. So I mean, sorry, that took a little tangent. And it, it is. Too yeah, yeah. I'm like, where do we well, go? Sorry, but I, yeah, no, I was talking about yeah, right. Phil, Phil's yeah. ability to to you know take a, and look after and, and his ability to connect with ah, all these Phil. guys. But bringing, I'm gonna go back on that tangent. Paul Pierce, man, mm-hmm. I don't know what. Oh, I know what you got against LeBron because LeBron's hung, I think, minimum 35 points on you every time he's played you in his career, well, and, yeah. in the playoffs at least. And uh, so I understand why he's salty, but to leave LeBron James off the top five greatest players in NBA history is absolutely absurd. He's he's for certain at least five. He's at least five. You can't deny. I I don't care for him, but because you know I watched the Warriors go up against him all this time. Yeah, he's but, top five. Yeah. And he's a Laker now, so that makes it even worse. But he's definitely top five of all time. Paul That's- Pierce is upset he didn't get a farewell tour. Paul Pierce is just upset in general. All right, Paul Pierce wants to talk about more of the 08 Celtics. It really is though. Yeah, the Warriors didn't really build anything. LeBron hasn't built anything. You didn't build anything (laughs) either. Y'all were bought. Danny Ainge put that together. Two of them are in movies. Yeah. God (laughs) damn the 08 Celtics. (laughs) I got locked out of my car. With my keys on me yesterday. Oh. So, my beautiful car. Um, it is a peach. Every, every once in a while, it, like the key won't open the door, and uh, you just kind of have to wiggle with it. it. Takes a couple minutes, and then it, and it gets there. And so here I was. I was like outside Seven Eleven, just picking up some stuff because I didn't want to wait in the line at like a Target or something. Sure. No, and yeah. we're, we're all we're all there too. I'm, I'm out I'm there, there for there. like yeah. twenty minutes, and I'm like, motherfucker! Mm. I'm like, this is this has never been this bad before. Right. Right. Gets it, yeah. So I don't know if you guys know Yuloop Avenue that well, but then uh, Ace Hardware is across the street. And so I was like, all right, let's get some lubricant. You know, like the WD-40 spray. Sure, sure. So I had to walk there, walk back, and that made it work. But all in all, it took an hour. Damn. So I didn't get home till six. Perfect for this for, for that day, I'm sure. You yeah. Nothing else going on. <laughs> nothing to do. Okay. So we're going to be talking about what each sport has to do to get back to normal. We're not normal. They just have to take into account when battling COVID for this, uh, you know, for this comeback that they're all pushing for. So we're each going to talk about a sport. Dewald to take hockey. Frank will take basketball. Luke's going to take football. I'll take baseball. Luke. Yo. Tell us, what are some things that we have to be, we know that they're going to be trying to come out with the face masks and all that yada yada. What are some things that have to be taken into account for football? Now, keep in mind, a lot of these are going to have to take in mind the, the same things like, you know, the, the locker rooms, just mm-hmm. the sheer body contact, blah, 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 all that. But what are some football-specific things we need to take into account here? Well, it sounds like football, you know, they're they're a little bit further. Their season is further away than, than these other sports, you know, of course. And we did see a report. We were sharing on the text line about some special face masks coming into play. Uh, that seems a little bit far-fetched to me personally because, you know, germs are microscopic and whatnot. But... By and large, gentlemen, what the NFL has done so far is schedule-wise. Schedule they haven't done much as far as the science on the field. They're kind of banking on this COVID-19 going away, and they're mitigating their schedule. Like they have, uh, instead of having division games at the start of the season, they've put games at the start of the season which could potentially be thrown away. Like the Raiders are playing Carolina week one, not instead of a division opponent. 
Uh, and other things that, that they're doing, they've scheduled the Super Bowl for February 3rd, but they've already said it can be pushed back by weeks. That is something that is in itself a big deal, having to, having to get hotels and, and, and accommodations. Just imagine the city, right? And yeah. How much of an event it is to host the Super Bowl. Right. You know, so that, that it's, it's a huge scheduling uh, undertaking if that would happen. Um, also, how would you host the Super Bowl if there's no fans? Where's the Super Bowl supposed to take place this year? Uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. And oh, man. Oh, so he's cursed, so he won't go to the Super Bowl. All right, yeah, you heard it here first, guys. I like that. It never happens. And, mm-hmm. and another thing the NFL is doing, so they're mitigating their schedule. Another thing they're doing, Frank mentioned fans, uh, the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins, for example, have already come up with a plan. Tua. About people coming in to see Tua. That's a must. But they're going to have to come into the stadium in different entrances, multiple entrances as opposed to minimal entrances. What? To huh? spread people out. And then, you know, they might have to, people might have to spread out in the stands. There might be no fans in the stands. That is definitely something that's possible. So the, the NFL really has got a lot of monitoring to do of the situation because they don't have a whole lot planned right now as far as how to keep players uh, COVID-19 free while, while playing. They are going to have to test them every, every week. And and really, right now, it seems like they're just hoping for the best and uh, and, and doing what they can with the schedule. That, there's just a clear disconnect in the fact that you're going to have at least anywhere on any given down, ten guys going face to face with each other. I mean, yeah, they're going to be well, transmitting this. And know? the worry is, so football's been coasting throughout this mm-hmm. more so than other sports. There are still working on it and mm-hmm. probably panicking on the inside, but <laughs> there's all this worry of a second phase, and that's in the heart of their season. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, they're not out of it yet. And people are like, oh, yeah. well, if they don't have it, if they get tested before and they don't have it, then how could they get it while they're playing? It's like, well, I don't know. You, like, it's like how you can get the flu if you're outside for too long or something. You know, it's airborne. Who knows? This is this is yeah. a biology at play here, man. This ain't no X's and O's as far and as, you know. We are biologists. Well, I mean, I amateurs. So 10th grade biology, baby. <laughs> in my, yeah. in my spare time. <laughs> I did get a B. Shout out to Mr. Healy. I got a B in biology. So... All right. Uh, anything else that you want to throw in there for for good old football? What else we got to be worried about? Well, uh, f- football has got to worry about uh, testing. Mm-hmm. Testing is still a problem everywhere you go, and they're going to have to test players often. And the one thing they have to worry about is what if a star player tests positive, especially at the quarterback position. NFL is a little bit more reliant on those players. Say the 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 guard. If he goes out, you know, hey, you got a backup guard. But the NFL is very star power, uh, as all these leagues are, I suppose. But especially a quarterback. If one of those guys got, got the COVID, that's a big problem. Got the COVID. Got the <laughs> Rona. <laughs> that Rona. All right. Well, thank you, Luke. Yeah, man. And now I hear that you have to exit stage left. Well, I'm, I'm going to hang out. I want to comment on the rest of this stuff. I got, oh, I got, okay. time, for this, I got like, time for this segment, but I do have damn, to go pick up some wine. Give me like uh, some, oh, oh, what's it like to be so bougie? <laughs> Good. Okay. It's good. <laughs> someone, someone has to be that. <laughs> God, I need to go pick up some wine. Sorry, Let's dip out on the quad pod. It's nice. Uh, Frank, what do we got to do for basketball? Um, so we're already hearing that the most yeah. about the isolated theme park Disneyland. Uh, mm. They're calling it a campus. They're not yeah, calling it yes, an internment camp or anything. Yeah, right. It's campus. Yeah. Price smart. So. For the product of basketball, they want the rest of the regular season or half of the rest of the regular season to continue for 30 teams. So I understand that. Sounds a lot more difficult than just throwing 16 teams in for the playoffs, but warm them up. Sure, why not? What I'm really interested in is the broadcast of it. There's two paths they can take. I'm imagining this being on ABC, which is owned by Disney. Fake crowd noise. You're going... (laughs) 
the um, the fake crowd blow up dolls music. Oh no! And it would start to look like an episode of The Big Bang Theory. Yep. Or you 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 uh, accept this <laughs> place uh, where we are, uh-huh. and you just kind of own it, and you make something different. Oh. No crowd, no noise, and you have the players mic'd up. So that way we can hear like those. I like this. Go and YouTube. You really hear. So when Mello shouts for the rebounds yeah. and says some explosives, uh, I was going to say, "F out of here!" Yeah, um, that would be a part of the game. So, so YouTube if, Carmelo rebounding. If Paul that's George all. and LeBron start chirping at each other, yeah. or if uh, Harden crosses someone over maybe and says we, something to him on the ground, maybe we even hear Kawhi. Like maybe oh, you hear like yeah. Kawhi's like computer processors working extra hard or something like that as he dribbles the ball at the yeah, court. Yeah, like know, the computer fan. Just sounds start like hearing the, that. The Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> um, oh, he needs some rest. He's really worried. So two things yeah. with this one. You would have to have it on some delay or something so they could bleep it. Yeah. And I think it's too Unacceptable. risque Unacceptable. for yeah. for a ABC or Disney to put that on. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if they could put it on like an ESPN2 or something. Well, they did have Jordan dropping mm-hmm. F-bombs mm-hmm. on the last day. Yeah. So actually, Pippen actually, dropped the first. Yeah, so, you know, I know I lost that first for something. I lost, I lost <laughs> that problem. Yeah. Before Jordan for once. Yeah. For once. Um, and two, I do wonder if... Um, if there's too much strategy, mm-hmm. so if Le- if LeBron's yelling plays, and then mm-hmm. like if Kawhi's like you know understanding all the plays in his computer mind, Kawhi doesn't see anything. It's like the Matrix. He just sees numbers falling down in front of his face. If coaches are going to worry about that, but I think embrace the time period. Have this really weird, authentic sports experience with COVID. Don't give me the Big Bang Theory fake laugh track stuff. The only problem with your idea, Frank, is it's too good. Like it was so good. It would be like, yeah, I think you're right. It would maybe reveal too much. But other than that, like, boy, I would DVR the heck out of that. I, I'm starting to think that we should just go the Jay Williams route. Put him out on some yachts in the middle of the ocean, or just let him go. Finish out the season. <laughs> you have a Western Conference boat and an Eastern Conference boat. <laughs> and then tough, when they, tough way. <laughs> Damn it! I messed. I messed up that joke. It's supposed to be you have an Eastern Conference ship and a Western Conference ship, and then they meet on the championship. Oh. oh my god. Oh, oh my god. I'm sorry, I messed He's that going up. Next game. Right. Glad, glad you cleaned yeah. that up. So Mike, what is what does hockey have to worry about? Hockey might be in a among a lot of bad choices, yeah. uh, hockey might be in a slightly better spot. They've, wow. they've oh, nice. Must, nice. <laughs> Explain. They, they're trying. Like they're 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 to the point where they're voting on a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh twenty four team tournament, two host cities, uh Vegas and somewhere in the east. I think most of hockey's problems are off the ice. Uh, you have a lot of players that are still in Europe. Cocaine. How do you, mm. Tons of it. <laughs> <laughs> come on. So as, as to whether those players want to leave their families and come back, if that's a thing. Uh, but in, in terms of on the ice, I don't think it – I don't know if the temperature makes a difference. Being, no, I've heard it does much, much. It does, it's it, not as nearly as effective in warmer climates. So actually, I think we could. Does the opposite happen? We oh, could no. be putting it. We I don't could know be putting it proven. in a frozen incubator for right. all we know. Exactly. But none, none of the science is proven right now. It's just they, you know, they are worried. Consult your neighbor. Winter coming around. That the second wave comes. So they're worried about colder weather. Right. So I don't know if a rink becomes like a petri dish for it. Exactly. But it really is. Uh, assuming that all your players are testing negative going in, uh, it just having this tournament. I mean, if they can get in and get out. That's the, probably the best case scenario for them. Twenty-four uh, team tournament, uh, seven game series, get a winner. I don't know that any of the players are super 
excited about it because it sort of feels like a tainted championship regardless. Oh, I hate that. But uh, it, do you think it's not? No, because nobody goes back. You we brought up the Spurs earlier. Nobody goes back and says, "Oh, the Spurs dynasty only has four and a half championships." Put an asterisk on there. Has uh, there ever been a strike shortened season in hockey? Yeah. Yes. Has there been a champion crowned at the end of it? Or, no. We did okay. lose one season. Mm. All right, I then, think, uh, then that doesn't work. For, then my example doesn't work for hockey, but it works for other sports. I think when you, when you say that every player wants the season to continue, mm-hmm. and then let's say the Bucks, right? So Giannis is like, oh, this is it, and then they get eliminated in the second round. Then the, he's going to be like, and that whole team's going to be like, well, this is tainted anyway. It's the COVID <laughs> ring. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so anybody it, anybody who loses out on it will say, oh, it doesn't work. Whereas, like, if you win it, you could be like, actually, I think it's more special because we had to go through all these yeah. loops and blah, blah, blah. It's like, whatever. So everyone's on board now. When everyone gets eliminated, they're going to be mad. Yeah. Except the two teams in the finals, and then even the team that loses the finals might get upset. <laughs> it, the best part about being a Sharks fan and all this is none of it matters. Yeah. It's oh, still your off season. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it. Right. You're the on the Warriors. golf course. Why are we? Why are we bringing the Warriors back? Golf huh? courses just are anyways. Yeah, just give me the anyways. number one pick. That's yeah. all. That's Seriously. all I care about. One, two, three, Cancun. Yeah. Come on. Wow. Just got a text here from a friend, Flacco to the Jets. Oh, Breaking news. Do we just is break really? news? Yeah. Oh, how old is it? Like two hours. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> two hours. Big J journalism there. Oh, you missed, you moved oh, a lot. Oh, sorry. Speaking of that, RIP Jerry. RIP <laughs> Jerry Sloan, by the way, you guys. Messed, oh, yeah, I saw mm. I heard that, mm. too. That's a, that's unfortunate. And he was in the dock. Yeah. just it, it, I, Honestly, you could say that the Jordan documentary probably killed him. So, oh, no. Oh, no. Was that messed up? Was that too soon? It, por- it portrayed him in a, in a, in a good light. Was that too soon? My bad. Jerry, right, we, I've never heard a bad thing about him. You know, he's a lovable loser for Utah. Baseball. Yeah. Damn, the guy just died. Don't call him a lovable <laughs> loser. Jeez. Um, hey, that might be worse than saying a documentary killed him. You, no, you you're spin on, on, on the dead man's <laughs> grave. Yeah, no, I totally cover my tracks. All right, so baseball, baseball might be the most screwed out of everybody because yeah. hey, your players don't even want to play, agree. right? They're risking their health, and your owners are being super great. We aren't even diving into that, just how ridiculous. Uh, basketball, Tillman for Tito. Woo! Google all of his. That's the Houston Rockets owner. That man's money is in, in all the worst places right now. He's got money invested in casinos, restaurants, oh. I think a couple strip clubs, pretty much everywhere that you can't go right now because of COVID. <laughs> and then he's also got the Rockets who aren't making any money. So Tillman Fertitta mm. is hemorrhaging funds. But anyway, go back to baseball. You got the owners and all that BS. The, the, the new rules that they proposed about no spitting and basically keep all the body fluids in, your mouth, in, in yourself, it's absolutely impossible to, to police this in baseball. No high fives. No, no high fives. No, none of that. No fist bumps. No chest, you know, no licking chest bumps, nothing. No, li- no licking the finger. The licking of the finger, touching the face, and then the ball. That's one thing that I think is pretty, like, we're all kind of understanding here, except obviously in hockey because you're holding your own stick and you technically have gloves on, as wretched as they smell. And <laughs> you, it's true, man. Sniff a hockey glove, man. I dare you. Well, not oh, now. Okay. Anyway. I would have so, before so you said gross. that. Anyway. You got guys that are throwing around one ball. That's what's so unique about baseball, too, to begin with, is that Unless each guy can just keep a ball in their back pocket, because you're still you're transferring that that ball becomes a petri dish no matter what happens, no matter what precautions you take. A guy sweats and touches the ball, boom, it's been transmitted. A guy puts it, you know, any bodily fluid gets on this ball that is being passed around by any, you know, on any given play, maybe four, three, four guys, you know, if it's a double play, triple play, whatever. So, I don't understand how they're going to be able to do that in baseball. Not to mention the idea that people that you're going to get people to come to the game mm. in a stadium that only seats 40,000 people on a good day 
and you're going to get people to practice social distancing. Now, we've made the jokes like Miami and Baltimore should be able to do this because nobody shows up to their games to begin with. But you're going to tell me that if the four of us said, hey, let's risk it, we're going to go watch a game. We're going to go see the Giants. And we're sitting in section... We're going to go see the A's, right? What, no, the Giants. We're going to go to... We're going to go... We're, we're going to see the A's play the Giants at AT&T Park. Oh, there you man, go. Man, I got to pay money to watch a team lose. Anyway, <laughs> oh, one of them's got to win. Anyway, so... You, you go, there's four people that go to a game. Now you're going to tell me that all of us have to sit in like some diamond formation where there's mm. two seats between us. And if I want to talk to Luke in the corner there, I got to take some popcorn that I probably bought from a vendor who's dressed up in a hazmat suit and try and dome him from six rows away to try and get his attention. Or we'll just text the whole time. It's not, that's what <laughs> right. I'm saying. It's not, right. not going to work. And baseball is the one game where it's just like, damn, like I, there's so many things that they could do to improve the broadcast on the television aspect. And it'll probably ruin it for for people going but i think that the baseball should look into what the kbo is doing and to trying to get and making the ballpark more of an amusement thing have entertaining stuff going on between innings don't just rely on the jumbotron for for stuff like that but this is all stuff that you can pan out and try and figure when you get fans to come back because a nobody's going to want to and this is why i think baseball is totally screwed nobody's going to want to come back and risk it for the biscuit to come out into covid and get in trouble and or, or jeopardize their health and then on top of it the last place you want to go if you're going to jeopardize something is to go sit and watch a baseball game when nah. there's only six other people in the stadium. You'd be surprised. I think that's true where we are in the Bay Area. In the Midwest, you know, in St. Louis, people will go. In other places yeah. that aren't treating this as seriously, I think they're, they're going to go well, watch that, their... Or you just weigh a life They're going to go boring. watch their Diamondbacks. Yeah, no, I don't... <laughs> this might, then, excuse me, Jeff, but this all might be... They might have to all go no fans. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not opposed to it either. Right, me either. And, and the, what about fake fans? The Baltimore did well. You know, totally Korean, pro, Korean pro broadcast did that. Here's the kicker. Well, right? The Korean team did it. And the do Korean you know t- what they were? Yes. The Korean <laughs> lifestyle dolls. And so... Uh, <laughs> what, are the, what, are the, what are those? What? So you had a Korean soccer team put um, blow-up dolls and sex dolls in the in the stands. And my question is, is who is the person that's watching the broadcast and recognizes the sex doll and is just like, <laughs> wait a, a minute, doll. that's a, you know, love me, love me right 649 oh, no. or something like that model. Like, why is that up in the stands? The like, love here, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go report this. Like, imagine being the whistleblower on this and just being like, mm, and you're for certain that it was a love me right 649 doll. Like, <laughs> I recognize that mouth from anywhere. Yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what kind good, of doll uh, Good guerrilla marketing, though, by that sex doll Seriously. company. <laughs> really, though. And, the, and then the Korean team that's like, we're so disappointed. We're sorry. Like, BS, are you kidding me? You know, Brazzers and uh, they would, or Brazzers and, and Pornhub, they'd all jump on that real quick and throw some some fake dolls up in the stands just rocking their t-shirts or something like that or just or you know if these teams want to really get nasty with it because and no pun intended but really get nasty oh with God. it for the broadcast oh for the rest of the season they're just gonna have to sell spots to, to, to people who are like still in business what are the places that are still in business websites porn sites can't wait oh. for someone with a, uh, a only fans to pop up only fans the only place to get pictures only for you, you know. It's just like I. Oh, yeah. That's a really good. Uh, well, that's a really good uh, ad voice for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. You should put that on uh, on Hot One One. <laughs> the Quad Pod, unofficially brought to you by OnlyFans. <laughs> Subscribe to all the guys' pages. <laughs> oh no! Oh wait, uh, allow me to allow me to get far too serious after all that fun. I have to say, guys, that like talking about talking about the, the, the KBO. Like they're able to have their league because there's hardly any virus in that country. Yeah, you're gonna get political in the way that you're able to to hold it down. Well, this is well, America. It's not, it's not even political. It's just looking at the numbers. I mean, like you can take our county right here, for example. We had the the most cases in, in a one week period since this whole thing broke. So 
and in the country as a whole, the, the virus is going up, not down. So that is the biggest underlying problem here. And these players are going to have to be quarantined, and they might not like that so much. So that, that's, that's, to me, the biggest problem. I have full faith in these leagues to figure something out. It's just the virus is everywhere. That's what's interesting is that all four of these leagues seem to have a plan in place. And, look, you can only, you can only rely on the UFC and Cornhole for so much. <laughs> they can only be the light at the end of the time. You're guiding light to how to get this. Yes, NASCAR. The, the world, well, yes. NASCAR is different because they're only racing at, like, six tracks or something like that right now. They held, like, three races at Darlington in this past week and a half or something like that. Crazy! It's like oh, I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, when is it on? <laughs> oh, there was there was a race on Wednesday night. I, I remember that. There'll be another one on Sunday probably. Sweet. So, but the, the thing is, is like yeah, you can only look at those three guys or those three leagues and and pull so much from them because they're just different. They're inherently different than what you've got going on. Those are sports that don't. That yes, having people in attendance adds to the experience, but like those are sports that can like really go on without it. And when it's like a baseball game, basketball, football, like they they can go on without the crowd. But it's just. It ain't gonna be the same. Those other I mean, other sports are just almost like they have it built into their infrastructure that mm-hmm. they can do it remotely. Also, just yeah. between the four major sports, there's so many differences. Where I think basketball can do this Olympic style campus thing, mm-hmm. I don't think football can pull that off. Nope, there's too no many way. trainers, too many coaches, nope, too yeah. many guys on the roster. Yeah. So even between these four major sports, there are so many differences that Adam Silver can come up with a solution, and then Roger Goodell's like. Yeah, shit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should have we done that. But yeah. no, and, and even with baseball, with as many ballparks as there are in Florida and Arizona, if that's going to be the two places that you have it, you're going to tell me that you're going to be able to quarantine or at least eradicate the coronavirus out of those two states specifically so you can have this, you know, go on. All of a sudden, that boat idea starts making sense. But <laughs> I kid Roger that's meat in the Panama sweater Canada. game. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but, that's good to say something nice about him. I like that. But that's, yeah, they have a long way to go and. Uh, all this excitement about restarting the leagues and how it's going to go, each one of these is going to be delayed. How many deadlines have we been given already? The coronavirus isn't going anywhere. I mean, kudos to whatever league is going to have the cojones to go out there and just say, forget about it, we're going to do it. I think that's what they should do. Is just have, Like I've been saying, football for years with the concussion stuff, have them sign a waiver. I have acknowledged the risks that I'm undertaking, but I'm mm-hmm. going out there to get this paycheck to take care of my family. Should I come down with COVID, I cannot sue the NFL, I cannot sue the broadcast companies. I have, I'm taking full control of this because but I need to get paid. They and are the same going to embrace um, just massive PR backlash. Especially if you're the first team, uh, first league that bites the bullet and jumps in first. Well, UFC did it, and it's been pretty profitable, and they kind of ran it for a weekend or two there. There was nothing going on but, but UFC, you know? So, um, And then it just becomes a matter of frequency, right? So that's where baseball and, and basketball are going to have, and hockey, for that matter, should that come back, are going to have the one-up on football. That's what really is tough for football yeah. is you can only play. Well, not that you can only play, because you have a couple weeks a season where teams play twice a week, but... Other than that, you can't do that for two weeks in a row. These guys will break. I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw it, but just just to if this basketball plan all works, they're they're going to do it in the sense of like Christmas Day games. So they're going to start at nine a.m. Oh, and yeah. it's going to just be a marathon of like six games a day because they're only using a, a couple courts. So it's not going to be like ten games on at one time. But you're going to have to wipe them down. It's going to be oh, it's yeah. going to be like one at a time. It's going to be like these Christmas Day marathons. Sign me up. And I think all basketball fans are like, okay. Yeah, right. That's what I have to go through. That's fine. Also, I'm sorry for calling you a child during the recording. No, it's fine. I just if if it he's for, the grandpa, I'm the child. I was going to say, I just did it too. And then you guys are the, the average. The forgotten middle the kids. The forgetting Joes. Yeah. All right. So normally we do the movie review. 
thus far, and we were supposed to do it last week too, but we didn't. This week we're going to change it up just a little bit, some extra too. So, oh, Frank wants the music there up a little bit. I didn't hear it. There you go. <laughs> well, you're going deaf. Welcome to radio. Hey, I'm the child. I, I'm yeah, have, you noticed, have you noticed that when you first started here, DeWalt sidetracked that, that the, the tab on the side, the volume tab on the side of the board, it was probably at about minus 20 when you first started, mm -hmm. and now I see that you have it up closer to minus 10. Yeah. You're going deaf. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, I used to be able to have that speaker. But he's that, doing the cool one ear on, one ear off. It doesn't matter. It won't. It won't help you regardless because you're gonna. It, it's you. You just go deaf having these things on your ears the entire time. Dude, the board over uh, the other studio that I use. Oh my goodness, I got that thing jacked up all the way when you're voice tracking, and I'm just like, how am I? Gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do this for 30 years. I'm gonna go deaf. I'm gonna go deaf. I want to do it for 30 years, but I'm gonna go well, deaf. It's always fun when people that have been in the biz for a long time come in plug in their headphones God, and you're like damn what volume are you on or no if you plug in your headphones <laughs> after them that's when you're screwed because it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like leaving imagine leaving your car stereo turned up way too loud and then the moment you turn your you turn your car wham and you're just yeah, like yeah because you're driving at night and yeah. you're in you're in a mood uh -huh. and then you wake up from morning at work and you're like whoa it's i'm different. not that it's person it's different when it hits you in the face in the morning when it's just coming straight in your ears into your brain through the headphones, you just rattle. You're just, blah, 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 you know, and it's not good. But anyway, here we go. Movie review this far. Frankie, baby, not that big of a fan of Ozark. And Dewald and I have seen Ozark all the way through. You've seen all three. Mm, I'm like six episodes in. Oh, you've only seen oh, six yeah. episodes. Oh, but well, see, that helps. Trash I'm four, money. I'm four episodes in. And, and I'm, he really likes and it. And I've seen the entire series. And this, this is what hurts me. <laughs> it's got bye, my bye. boy Bateman. Ah, uh, yes, the Jason Bateman. We did Bateman. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. I'm not crazy about Ozark. Oh, my. What is it? What I is need it? to know what's wrong. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So what? what is it about Ozark that's bothered you? Um, I loved Breaking Bad. I heard it's the pace of the story that kind of that, uh, I loved, upset the apple cart. I loved Breaking Bad. Uh -huh. I don't need to watch another Breaking Bad. It's more sophisticated. If it's you not sub New Mexico. out chemistry for finances, Money it's the same thing. There was um, there was a scene early on, so we've all seen the scene where he goes and he like he has the boat, and I love the boat stuff when they're traveling around by boat. It's great. It's so cool. Where he's hiding the money in the boathouse, and, and he goes to the little Spoiler island, alert. and there's the um, the family, and they and they stole the money. The lane mowers. So it's like episode two, right? Yep. And the way he gets them to back down and give them the money back, and they took a little bit, I'm like, this is so Walter White. This is exactly Why? what Walter White would do. Some yeah, he bumpkins. outsmarted them, and he talked to them, and that was the exact thing Breaking Bad would do. Mike, take this real quick. Uh, I see the similarity. Very good, very good. Thank you, Mike DeWald, for your analysis right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hockey talk. <laughs> uh, it's just I, a crow. With Breaking Bad, I, like, it was more about his... Like it was this arc to like becoming this sort of pseudo villainous. Yeah, Bateman's just kind of a natural born jackass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's you, true. Because you start, asshole, you start me. in the middle of his career, kind of. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, he he's already like he has like nobody's good in this. Everyone's terrible. But that's the good, that's the good part about it. It's, so. it's you and the kids. I'll say this because you guys are both still in season one. I hated the kids. That hatred that you have for the kids. Yeah, very, I'm not into them. Very nat no, very natural for season one. Okay. Season two, season two, you start to turn and you're just like, maybe these little Cecil bees aren't so bad after all. And then by season three, you're just like, 
they might be my favorite characters oh, out of wow. everybody. That's what I'm saying. They take a turn, and I'm trying to say this without spoiling for you. It's so slow. If you walked up to anybody that's watched Ozark, including DeWald, who's who's only six episodes in, and you told them, yeah, I watched the first four episodes, didn't care for it, they'd be like, all right, I understand that, but keep watching. You're always going to get those three words, but keep watching. It's I'm telling so... you, finish finish season one, watch the first two episodes of season two. So what is that? You're, you said you made episodes. four. So 12, so I need you to watch eight more, eight more episodes and then tell me, get, at least get into two episodes into season two because it's stuff hits the fan, Frank. Stuff I'm, hits the fan. I'm There's so many against, people you haven't even been introduced to yet. I don't like who I have been introduced. Sans, <laughs> Bateman, and I just think Laura Linney's amazing in everything she does. I don't like her. Um, I don't like, you know, I didn't like, uh, Skylar in, in Breaking Bad and I don't like, um, What's her? What's her name? Yeah, she's not a great character. Wendy, Wendy Bird. Yeah, I just like the actress. Oh, okay, um, I was gonna say no. Nah, she, I mean, she's she low key does her thing. She's kind of a power move, but as an know, act, as a character, I'm not cheater. crazy about her either. Cheater. But um, how wild was that seeing the lover just get pitched from the 18th so, floor? Huh? He's just, <laughs> and I thought it was so much better. It was Bateman too that was walking. Just all like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the body flops. He got the little uh, the ocho, little ocho face uh, in there. Yeah, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um. Breaking Bad's grim, and I'm fine with grim content, but I, what I think I'm a, I'm a racist slur away from winning bingo in Ozark, because I got a homophobic <laughs> slur, right? Yeah, from the FBI. So, agent. and I'm four episodes in, and I think I got bingo in every terrible thing ever. There was the guy that Laura Linney goes to like look at homes, and he's got that weird dog shit, right, with the peanut butter. Oh, okay. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I love that. Uh-huh. Thank you. I needed that. That I think makes this better. I have the of... horrible strip club thing. Mm-hmm. It's like everything in this show is just awful. And sometimes I feel like it's not necessary. We're Breaking Bad. It felt everything that was grim in its content felt necessary. I think you need to take into account, too, the location and the setting of this. Right In New Mexico, I expected some weird backwards stuff to happen on in the desert in the Ozarks. I expect some backwards stuff to happen in the country bumpkins, right? So all these people that we're introduced to that have these dark, you know, secrets that they're hiding or their their weird kinks to their character, whether it be the peanut butter guy or I don't like peanut butter guy. You know, the FBI agents who are lovers. Like everybody, everybody in this show has a side that they're trying to hide, and it's just a matter of how far does that side creep out and then what happens when those sides start to mix together when they creep out all at once and mix together and how messy does it get and right? there's going to be a racist slur in this i i'm trying to there think there is a black fbi agent i just know it's going to happen think, well, and i'm going to win the biggest gonna, of bingos you're going to get another black fbi agent if you keep watching too so okay. it, it's that's what i'm saying interest what's going to be interesting to see is going to be where they link season 3 to season 4 because in the history of cliffhangers, or at least plot twist cliffhangers, the the two combination, I know there's been better cliffhangers, but just plot twist cliffhanger, didn't see that coming. Whoa, now what are they going to do? Season three, Ozark, man, I'm telling you the way it ends. Don't, but you got to watch the whole thing, <laughs> you know, because the, you know, the lawyer, right? Like, I love the lawyer and she grows to be such an influential character. In, Who's the lawyer? Oh, then you haven't met the lawyer yet. Okay. I haven't met the lawyer oh, yet. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. There's you, a lawyer. You guys are going to get introduced, introduced to a lawyer for the cartel, and she is a badass. Does and she utter a racist slur? No. <laughs> Look, no. It's She's well, the level-headed one in the pro. Oh, yeah. okay. It's well-made. It's got its Emmys. It's got Bateman. I know it's... And Bateman a, is still Bateman. I know he it's has a his good TV for, show. Are you done with finals? I have one more. 
Okay, so when or you're done with finals, more. so you need to watch. You need to watch those eight episodes by the time we record next Friday. Oh my God! Yeah, that's eight hours. Eight hours in the next. What is that? Seven okay, days. Okay, then you, all right. That's if a I little this, over an hour a day, Frank. If I do this and I or a still, little over under under. An if hour. I do this and I don't like it. What are you guys going to do? I don't know. We'll discuss we'll something come up with something. We'll yeah. come up with something. If I like it. Eight episodes, you revisit the topic and you say, hey, you know what? And even if it's something as little as I'm still not feeling it, but I do, I'm, I am interested to see where they're going to go with this storyline through season two, then I'm not going to count that as a victory. But, well, ultimately, I'll count you still watching the show I as a victory. I am mere days but. away from college and Woody's giving me homework. I mean, you're, I have to watch eight episodes of Mozart. No, you're done with college now. That's homework. It's, this is better homework, though. This one is just sit through and I watch this and I wish I had this homework it. in college. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. I think we covered everything. That was a decent show. Where'd Luke go? Oh, that's right. Luke. We totally forgot to address the fact that Luke left. Well, we did in the other segment, the segment prior. True. Luke, okay, where so, are you? Yeah, Luke is somewhere off getting wine, being bougie. Good job, Luke. All right, so we'll all be back next Friday. We'll see where we are. Coronavirus pending. Updating every day. Watch some GD Ozark, all right? Okay. Watch it. We need okay. to get back on that. I started watching Dave on FSX. All right, here, that's good. People like that. Through Hulu. It's, dude, Lil Dicky's funny. Very funny. That's is that a real person? Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if I had to say that on the podcast. Dave Bird. Dave is. Bird is a comedian and rapper who goes by Lil Dicky. And and it's, just, it's like a Louis C.K. Seinfeld thing. It's a show about him. A hundred percent, yeah. Okay. And just about what it takes to get in the industry. And it's just super funny because it's going to show you all the little ins and outs, especially being a, a little white boy who's trying to come up in the rap game. Like YG's, his manager is the same. Is some I forget who his manager is, but they have all the connects in the rap game, so there's going to be tons of cameos. And in episode one, you get YG, and it's just funny watching him, you know, talk to just be the little the little uh, white white boy rapper talking to YG. Are you going to watch Last Dance? I probably should. Are you going to? Probably. I, we I talked will. about it for so long. I will. So hey, is that Luke? Luke's still here. What yeah, the? He could have made it. He just Lies. didn't want to be on this. He just didn't want to be on this part. He doesn't like Ozark. We'll have to ask him when he watches on Netflix. He doesn't have Netflix. Oh, he so doesn't have it. He's against Netflix. He goes against the grain. Wait, what's wrong with Netflix? I don't know. You have to ask Luke. That's a personal question for Luke. We'll okay. Bring, we'll bring him on next week to discuss what is wrong with Netflix. He's like big media corporation. He's a, he's a he's big Hulu guy. Yeah. He's got <laughs> oh, so you like commercials? I'm yeah. loyal to my streaming service. Speaking of commercials, the Quad Pod brought to you by OnlyFans. The only place that you. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, we are not sponsored by OnlyFans yet, but maybe, maybe. What did that? We each have our own page where you just sit there. You think we're naked, but we're just giving shirtless hot takes on sports. Just. You think LeBron's the best, honey? Did you watch The Last Dance? You tell me. I don't know why I started doing that. I don't know if I like the voice. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back on uh, on next Friday.